0: Welcome to the Rebel Femme Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Bolton. Get ready as we unapologetically riff on all things wealth, business, leadership, and human design to help you get out of your own fucking way in your life and business. Welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Femme Podcast. And I am so proud to have Cassie Howard here. Cassie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your business because I know there's some people in the audience who I think have watched you before. I see some similar names come up where I've been in some of your programs before, but give us a little background of your business because you've gone from such a like incredible point where you said that you used to um, have a couponing business and then now you have Meta. And then now you have this kind of empire and you still have your Meta Tico.
1: Yeah, so my story is a little all over the place, but the coupon, I think it all kind of started from the couponing business where it was, we had one of the top couponing and frugal living blogs in all of Canada. And it was really exciting. It was fun. I had the time of my life doing it. And then I went vegan. And when I went vegan, I realized that more than half of the deals and the coupons and things like that were for products that I didn't really feel comfortable promoting anymore. And so that didn't work. And so I ended up selling that company. And, but before I did that, I, this couponing was like a blog too. So there was the frugal living posts and I started to talk a little bit more about how to make money as a online, as opposed to how to save money, which is the main thing that we did And when I started to talk about how to make money, people were asking me, how do you make money from your blog? Because that was one thing I recommended was make money blogging. And so then I started to talk about how I made money blogging. And then somebody recommended that I should be a a blogging coach. And I was like, what the heck is that? And so that's how I found the coaching industry. And I was like, you know what? This actually sounds like what I want to do compared to this coaching or this couponing business. And so I transitioned into the, the coaching space from there. And then that's when I sold the, the couponing website. And I, I went like full on into the coaching business right away.
0: Awesome. And I know this just from being in your world, but how long ago has it been that you've been in that coaching industry and made that shift?
1: Seven years, I think. From where? Cause I joined the co- co- bleh, coaching industry 2015. So what is that? I don't know the math on the spot. Eight. Like eight years? <laughs> Almost eight years. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> eight years. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a long time, but obviously the first few years were rocky because I was learning the industry. I knew how to make money online, but I didn't know how to make money online as a coach because I'd never done that. So it was a, a lot of fumbling and like trying new things and experimenting and finding my way.
0: Yeah. I love that. And actually, one of the questions I had for you was about um, going from there to where you are now, because, you know, I've seen you for a while celebrate, you know, like multi, multi, multi six figure months. And to go from kind of that where you're, you know, like the frugal and trying to save money to this point where it's like you have all this abundance and overflow and your brain is now like well, I make multi five figures a day. Um, what kind of shifts needed to happen for you? Obviously it was over quite a bit of time, but I'm just thinking like the mindset, what was like the mindset struggle and kind of shift for you to get to that point?
1: I think the the biggest thing for me was around timelines. Like that was always my biggest thing. I was, well, timelines and like trying to outdo myself as quickly as I could. So I would always put so much pressure on myself to, do better. And I don't think it's a bad thing to want to do better, but it was done in a really toxic way. It was like, if I don't do better this month than I did last month, then it means something's wrong. It means Uh I'm wrong. It means I'm not good at this. It means I'm failing. It means everything's going to fall apart. And so I kept putting that pressure month after month, like every month has to be better than the last. And I would put these attachments to numbers like for, for like money numbers where it was like okay well I had a, a 50k month so now I need to at least have 100k month otherwise I'm a failure and like all yeah. of the, these <laughs> ridiculous stories that I told myself and that's what kept me stuck at that level for so long is trying to like force myself to hurry up and get to the next level as opposed to savoring the, the moment where it's like, I make $50,000 a month. Like, why am I upset about that? <laughs> That's yeah. a ridiculous amount of money. People don't even, some people don't even make that in a year, like, but I'm complaining about making it in a month, you know? So there was some perspective that I needed to really look at as well. And then it was really just about having fun. It was like, okay, if I make $50,000 a month for the rest of my life, and I'm having the time of my life doing it, I'm going to live a great life, you know? And so then there was no pressure anymore. It's like, I don't need to make 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 a month. Like, I don't need that. Do I want that? Would that be fun and exciting? Of course, but I don't need it. So I took the need away and it it just changed the game.
0: I love that because... It's, it's true. It's like when you put a need on something, it, it's like you, you just you stress yourself out, like you can feel the difference in your body. And it's like, you're chasing this rather than just this light and airy feeling of like, I'm just gonna have fun and make money doing it, you know, and if I make, you know, $100,000 a month, and you know, I double I 2x my income. Um, it's like, cool, well, I had fun doing it. And I didn't, you know, leave part of my soul like in the corner to do it.
1: Exactly. And that's what I I see. So many people do that. They're chasing these like bigger and bigger numbers and their, their lives are just riddled with like comparison and, and fear and overwhelm and frustration. And it's like, does it matter that much that you're willing to like, let your life be miserable trying to hit these big numbers. And as soon as I stop trying to hit big numbers, I have big numbers. But there can't be an attachment to a specific time. It's like, this is what I want. Like for me right now, my number is the $2 million month. Like I'm excited for $2 million months. That's what I'm excited for. And I know it's going to happen. I don't care if it's this month or next month or two years from now that I have my first $2 million month. I'm just excited for when it it happens. And I'm going to have fun along the way. And I know that me having fun along the way is actually what's going to lead me there the fastest.
0: And I love when you said... When it happens, because this is something that I was talking about recently, just like with your subconscious mind is that even at at home, when I was like learning everything, and I'm like, I have all these ideas. And at first, I didn't even want to become a coach. I was like, that's not me, you know, and it just kept coming back to me. And I was like, okay. And so I started leaning into this. And, you know, I had my own like mindset issues and and fears that came up. And especially about, um, you know, my parents abused money when I grew up. So the first thought that I had was like, I can't even file for a company because I'm afraid that I'm going to repeat the same steps as my parents, you know, and just have this whirlwind happen to me. And I decided I stopped like actually saying if it will happen to me as far as like the money and, and like the goals of what I would accomplish and do. And I just started replacing it with when. So immediately it stopped the fear in my mind and it was just well, I know that it's possible for myself and I know that someday it will happen. It's just a matter of when, not if, but when.
1: It's it's a, it's so crazy because it's just one word, but that yep. one word changes everything, everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And it changes too how you how you apply yourself and how you look at like the next thing that you're gonna do is, is not like, can I do this? Am I capable of holding this and accomplishing it? It's just, okay, well, maybe I won't get to that this time. Maybe, you know, it will not happen. But then I can, you know, really look at what did I do wrong? Or what do I need to adjust? And then it's like, okay, well, maybe the next time, but I had fun doing it. And I'm learning along the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like continuing to grow. Yeah. And, and that's why I say, I said before, it's like wanting to do better and better and better is not a bad thing. It's when we're attaching our worthiness to that. That's
0: mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so And what, and I think that this kind of ties from that question, but what are some common mistakes that you see um, other women making in the industry or other coaches?
1: Rushing, (laughs) trying to make things happen really fast. That's probably number one. And I know it's kind of easy to fall into that trap because we see people who are seemingly making massive amounts of money overnight, but we're not taking into account that didn't actually do that overnight like this is years of them learning and applying and you know what i mean so that's a big one is rushing into it um and also the comparison that comes with that too where it's like well she did this and this is how she did it so i'm gonna do that and then i'm gonna have that same exact result too and in the same way and same timeline everything um so following somebody else's exact way of being and doing things and doing exactly the same yourself and expecting the same outcome. That's another one. Um, I think the other one too is, and I've, I've talked about this a lot. I did a post on this. I think it was yesterday, actually, where it's like people being all in. There's this whole thing right now where everybody's like, I'm all in, I'm all in on my business. I'm all in on this goal. I'm all in on this thing. And they're all in. It's true for a little while, but then, shit hits the fan, something bad happens, it's a bad day, whatever. And they're like, "Never mind, not today. Today yeah. I'm not all in today. I'm 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 out, but I'll come back tomorrow and I'll be all in. And it's this like in and out that that people tend to do. And then they wonder why they're not growing. And it's that commitment that I find is missing for so many people that long term vision and that long term, like focus of being in it and all in no matter what the circumstances. So many people, they they don't do this. It's I'm in when it's comfortable and I'm out when it's not. And that's yeah. what faults our growth.
0: And it's funny you mentioned that too, because I've kind of recently learned, it's like any anytime that I have fears come up for me, I lean right into them. And it's like, well, I, just the way that my life has been and, and like the opportunities that come, have come to me is that it's like, I don't even notice things that are not for me. And it's like only yeah. things that are for me come up. And it's like, well, now I'm at, approaching it that if it scares me, then that's okay. That's where I need to go. So it's not even a matter of like, um, you know, recognizing the fear and seeing if that's like a yes or no for me. It's just like, oh, there's a fear, or it's just making me excited. Let's go there.
1: Yes. I, I love to follow the fear. As long as it's fear coupled with excitement. That's what I always <laughs> say. Like if, if it's fear and it's just fear alone, run. But if it's fear and excitement, go that way. Yeah. <laughs> If you're doing things that are like only doing things that are comfortable, you're, you're not going to grow. You're going to stay in the same place. Like there is going to be discomfort. But just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean you have to lean out. You want to lean into it.
0: And it's funny, too, because talking about the discomfort, it's almost like the discomfort gets to be fun because then, you know, that's where the growth is and like the expansion for you and your business. So it's not even like, ooh, I don't want to get uncomfortable. It's just like, well, this is fun now. So I'm just going to keep leaning that way.
1: Yeah. It's like, I always think about, it's like, if something is uncomfortable, like, Ooh, what's going to come from this? I'm excited yes. to see what, what lesson I learned from this or what, you know, outcome is going to happen from this. It's never, Oh my gosh, this is uncomfortable. Make it stop.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a big perspective shift that people need to make. 100%. Um. Okay. So, and I kind of jump through questions here, but so, How do you how has the role of mentorship kind of played into your own success and growth for you as a coach?
1: Mentorship has been it's been interesting for me because I hired a coach right away. As soon as I came into the coaching space, I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing in this, this is world is foreign to me. Like I have no idea. I hired a coach right away. But at that point I didn't really understand the difference between coaching and mentoring. And so I hired a coach with the expectation of being coached, which is, I, I want to learn, teach me things, teach me how to do things. And that was great. And that was actually exactly what I needed at that time. But over the years, I realized, I don't want a coach. I like, I just don't, I don't want that. I don't need that right now. That could change. But right now, I don't need a coach. And if I do, I'm going to join a program, because that's where all the coaching happens anyway. But right now I value mentorship because mentorship for me is, you know, co-creating with another human. It's like this person is doing really big things and they're committed and, and devoted to their own evolution. And I'm the same way. And I don't want to do that on my own, especially if this person has, you know, been kind of walking the path longer than I have, or they're further along than I am. It's like, they've probably experienced things that I don't even know are coming up. Like, there's all of these different hurdles and, and you know, roadblocks that are coming up for me that I have no idea are right around the corner. I don't want to have to navigate those things by myself. I want to have somebody who's been through it that can support me through it. But also on the flip side of that is, like, there's going to be really big celebrations that I'm going to have. And it's like, who can I go to to celebrate, like, a $900,000 month? I, I, can't, I can't celebrate that with my mom. My mom's going to be like the fuck number is that? Like, what does that mean? You know, I can't go to my, my best friend who's a teacher, which she's, I was thinking your husband. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I'm like, I need somebody who hears like, Oh, $900,000. Cool. Like I'm excited for your, your million and your 2 million and your 3 million. And it's like, we can normalize those bigger numbers. So that's why mentorship is, is so important. It's like, you always have, there's always somebody there. Whether shit hits the fan or you just have a crazy celebration or a big conversation you want to have that nobody else would really understand, you've always got your person.
0: I love that. And I it's so funny too because as I talk about things um at home, like I could just go on and on about something and I just get the head nod. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: I don't register what you're saying, but I'm I'm hearing you.
0: Yeah. It's just like you're doing good. Great. Congrats.
1: I don't understand it, but good job. Yeah.
0: I love it. It's, it's so true too, because, and it's almost like to calibrate to that person as well, but even just like the evidence, um, that, you know, it's possible. Um, because that was another question I had too, is kind of just like, I know Melanie has grown, um, you know, her business in such such a massive way. And so have you. And I was kind of like, is it, you know, calibrating to that that like your brain you know oh it's possible you know or was yours kind of like an internal driver but I think from kind of your conversation it's just like now I'm just having fun doing it and if I get to there I get to there
1: yeah and and it is also me like intentionally putting myself in rooms whether it's one-on-one with somebody or groups where there's just going to be bigger conversations Like, I have no interest going into a a room where people are like, let's launch our new business from the ground. (laughs) Like, that sounds horrific. I am not interested. Um, And I'd rather go in the room where someone's like, I just had a $5 million. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with either of these situations. But it's like, where do you want to go? In what room do you want to put yourself? You want to put yourself in a room where you're going to grow. You're not going to grow if you're in rooms with people who are at the same exact level as you are. Or further behind it's like you want to be with people who are one two three four ten a hundred steps in front of you because there is a motivation there there's an inspiration there there's a calibration there and then you're able to actually witness what it takes like you see their power they see your power and you walk hand in hand together it's so much easier and it's so much more fun than trying to go it alone
0: yeah and that's incredible too just like like you said, just the power of being able to even connect with someone or just see even how they're dealing with similar things in their business is just, it takes a lot of that. um, I know we talked about fear, but it takes a lot of that fear away. Like, oh my God, can I hold this? And it's just like, oh, they just, you know, approached it. Like it was a little bump in the road. It's not like the world's not crashing and burning around you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which is what it feels like when it's happening, especially if you have nobody else in your life to go to. And they, cause that's going to understand you go to somebody who's like, yeah, that's probably not the last time you're going to deal with that either. <laughs> then you're like, okay, so this is just one of those things. I guess I'll just get used to it. You know, like you, you have that person who can support you through it and also make you feel a little bit better and that you're normal.
0: Yeah. And to touch on that point too, what was the biggest challenge that you faced, say from going to, from. 100k months to 500k months and was there like an identity that you ever felt you know I'm not worthy of this that you had to kind of drop and anchor into this new like no this is all possible for me
1: there wasn't a worthiness thing it was more so like a why thing like why do I need even a hundred thousand dollars a month I'm like what do I need that for like that's crazy that's lots of money but do I need a hundred thousand to live the life I want to live and so when I did an audit of like what I actually want to do with my life and how I want to help other people and help animals and all of this it's just like a hundred thousand dollars a month is pennies like that is not anywhere near what I need to do what I want to do in the world and so that you know really lit me up but even even if no even if it was like you know what to live my best 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 life I need 25 grand a month Does that mean I can't still have a $500,000 month? No, it just means I don't need it. But you also don't need to need something in order to be able to receive it. It's more so, let's see what's possible. And that's how I like to live my life is like, let's see what's possible. I don't need to have a $500,000 month, a million dollar, $2 million month. But let's, let's try and see what happens. But let's have fun with it. There's no pressure. It's not I need to do this. It's Let's see what's possible. Let's see what I'm capable of. Let's see what we can do together you know, with my team.
0: And how does your team um, support you? Because that's a good question too. So because I know that you work only a couple hours a day, what is kind of like, do you create the content mostly for your feed? Or is it like, you know, these burning ideas that you get? And this is like what I want to share with the world. And then they kind of go and create for you.
1: All my content is 100% me. I've actually tried to outsource my content before, and it was awful. I think, I think it maybe lasted a week, and I was like, okay, never mind, <laughs> because <laughs> like nobody is gonna be able to do it like me. Even if I write the content and I give it to them, I which I I did, I felt like, oh, you're posting it in a weird way, or you posted it with a weird picture. Why would you use that? And it's like nobody's gonna do it the way I can do it. Like it's me. It's a personal brand. Like outsourcing my own content makes no sense. So all the content is me. All the selling is me. Like everything you see on social media is me with the exception of like the DMs. Most of the time it will be my team. If you send a message on social media, sometimes it's me. It's usually my team. That's only because we get like a bazillion messages all the time. I can't, I just can't physically keep up with them all. Yeah. And sometimes the questions that are being asked, asked in the DMs or through email is like technical questions or, oh, I signed up for this and I didn't get the email or whatever. And that's, that is not my job. That is not my zone of genius is to go yes. in and like, fix all the tech stuff. So <laughs> my team has to deal with that anyway. So they'll typically respond to emails and, and uh, messages and stuff like that. But everything else is, is me.
0: Yeah. I love it too, because it's, it's like, you know, you're still, you're still the brand. Like you said, the brand image, your brand, the limitless woman, like that hasn't changed. It's just the support on the backside, like answering things that would have taken you all day. You'd be up till midnight sitting in bed. Your husband's like, oh, um, getting it right. I bet.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything logistics as well. Like anything like setting up sales page or not sales pages, but like payment pages and welcome emails and you know, the, funnels, for lack of a better term, when somebody buys something, they get the welcome email and all that. My team will do all the logistics. But anything where it's like, I'm going to show up and post things on the internet, that's always me.
0: And so this is kind of a good question, too. Um, I'm a planner. So I had like, you know, lists upon lists um, (laughs) that I'm just flipping through. So talking about the logistics of things, um, you know, when you got to this level Like, what is the back end kind of of your business look like? Because I feel like this is not something that a lot of people talk about. And like, the kind of back end of your business to be able to hold that many women in your world. And, you know, did you have to do something crazy, like implement, and I know that you specifically keep things very simple. But did that was like that a big overwhelm for you? Like, Oh, my God, we have this big, you know, thing now? Or? Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was for years now, we've been working on like, streamlining things behind the scenes and the organization. And we're still working on it to this day to make it even better, you know, like continuing to grow and and evolve there. Um, But it was chaos for a long time, especially with how much content I put out and how many offers I have. It's like, sometimes we would get payments and my team be like, what's this for? Like, what is this? But we've never heard this. And I'm like, I don't know what is like, where did that go? I don't remember that. So now we have a really good system, which is honestly just Google Sheets. (laughs) Like it's so simple. Simplicity is like my business model. Everything Mm -hmm. is simple. So we use Google Sheets for almost everything. And so all of the offers are in Google Sheets. There's different tabs where it's like, these are the recorded ones. These are the audios. These are the masterclasses. These are the programs, you know, masterminds. um, Here's the private mentorship packages. Like everything is categorized in that way. Um, Entreport is something else that we use that helps with organization. Originally, I when I signed up for it years ago, it was just for the email list. Like this is where I'm going to build my email list, which is still where the email is now. But there's they've got so many different you know fe- features in Entreport for organizing things. We have tags, you know, for different um, and, and like list segmentation for different people that are buying certain things or not buying things. And it keeps it all streamlined and organized. So Google Sheets an
0: entrepreneur yeah it's something too it's like when you think of when you see on the internet when you talk about you know scaling your business to certain level months you never really think oh how do I sustain this and then I feel like there's this like fear of like everything's gonna crash and burn around me and it's like if you just took a step back and planned it all out um you know just structure it it doesn't have to be crazy and overwhelming (laughs) (laughs)
1: No. And, and, and that's the thing is you have to actually have some kind of systems in place and structures in place, but it doesn't have to be a big crazy thing. Like you can simplify the way I do and have things just super, super basic, or you can go really over the top with your organization too. If you love that, it's like, there's so many different tools now that are available to help. But what makes it really difficult is if we get to the point like I did, where it was just chaos everywhere after years and years of, of, creating new stuff, that there was just so much to sift through, you know, then, then it would have been so easy if I had worked on that system and the organization at the very beginning. So the sooner you can get that in place, the better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just eliminating overwhelm from the very beginning is so yeah. just like, just eliminate it. Focus streamline, on other things. Like
1: Streamline what you can. I also find with like to-dos, like people are like, does your morning routine look like? What does your to-do list look like? I'm like, content sales visibility, same shit every single day. One, two, three, like every day. And it's not hard. It's not complicated. It takes me like an hour to do all three max. But people are looking for these big, huge lists, like simplify your, you don't need to do all these things that you're telling yourself you need to do. Those actually aren't important.
0: Yep. And everything compounds too. It's like, if you just focused on those three every single day, you know, times 30 days in a month, look at how looking back, you'll be like, wow, I actually got so much done. And you're not sitting there stressing about, Oh my God, I have all these things to do.
1: Exactly. A lot of people, they, they prioritize busy work like, here's my list of 15 things. And look, I checked off 13. Are you so proud of me? I did 13 things like but you did, like 10 things that are completely unnecessary at this point in your business. Like you just wasted your time. If you would have just prioritized these three things and done them really, really well. And you do that consistently over time, your business is going to grow a lot faster.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And as far as sales, I'm trying to like, look through, I had a question on sales, but um, I'll just think it off the top of my head. As far as women and selling in their business or on social media, what struggles do you see, you know, women making, whether they're coaches or even in like nutrition businesses or healers? Um, is that something that you see really that, you know, women still have a struggle with showing up every day online?
1: With selling every day? Yes. I, I've noticed that the, the difference between men and women selling is that men are very unapologetic about it and they will sell all day, every day. And it does not bother them. They'll just do it. But with women, they think twice. They're like, can I post again? I just sold something this morning. Can I sell something else? Maybe that's too much. Maybe people will think I'm, I'm, I'm salesy or I'm desperate. And we like overthink it. And we make ourselves wrong for even thinking about selling again or posting an offer again. Whereas men are just like, Something here's something else here's something else and then they sleep they sleep like a freaking baby like they're fine yeah we freak ourselves up out out about it and and make it a big deal but I've noticed that the women who kind of take the same approach the men do where it's just like unapologetic I have something it's really freaking valuable it's gonna change your life if you actually implement it buy it (laughs) you know and they're like just unapologetic about it they make way more money than the women who are like "Mm, I don't know if I should. This, it's the game changer. I love
0: it too. I think I saw one on your stories the other day, and it was like, "Click here and buy this." And it was just very simple, like, "Do yeah. this."
1: And yeah, and we had I think nine people buy that, and it was a thousand dollar offer, and it, all it said was, "Click here and buy this." Like, Thank me later or something like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I don't even think that there was a lead up. It was just like, "Just click yeah. here and buy this."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's. And I'm not saying anyone, everyone has to do it that way. That's kind of I like the curiosity selling. But it's just being unapologetic about it. It's like, I know that this is valuable. You don't even have to know what it is. Just is. I'm telling you it's going to be valuable. You're going to like it. Just buy it. Yeah. And then selling it. And that's it.
0: Very simple. I love it. Yeah. And then I think my last question, because I don't want to hold you up for too long. I think I only told your team a half hour. Um, What advice would you give for other female entrepreneurs who may be struggling to consistently generate leads or convert, you know, like their audience into customers.
1: Say that one more time. I missed half of it.
0: What advice would you give other um, female entrepreneurs or business owners who may be struggling to consistently generate leads and convert them?
1: Probably what they don't want to hear, but the truth is you've got to stay consistent with showing up and giving value on the internet every single day and not just like I'm going to post one thing but post multiple things every single day in in different places and this is where repurposing content is really valuable so that you're not just like creating new content multiple times every day which is probably going to be overwhelming but create really good content repurpose it post it in different places in different ways go live today do a story tomorrow send an email the next day post on Facebook the day after that so, you know like be as, in as many places as you can, sharing value and selling at the same time. And if you do this consistently over time, eventually somebody's going to buy. And once the first person buys, it's easy for the next person to, to buy, and the person after that, the person after that. And then at that point, it's about you know making sure you have these pat- money pathways in place so that people are not just buying and leaving, but they're buying and then buying again and again and again and again. But it all comes down to consistency with content and sales and visibility.
0: I love it. And it's so funny that your money pathways, because I saw your story about how you generated, you know, probably two thirds of your revenue from behind the scenes last year. And yeah. it was because of your money pathways and how you had, I think you said you have over 100 in your business.
1: Over well, over a hundred different offers in the business. Money pathways, there's multiple hundred, there's probably like three hundred at this point, like different entry points that people can find offers.
0: Wow. And, and is if that you have
1: that amount, which it you know, obviously compounds over time? I didn't just build that from scratch, like it's <laughs> built over time. But when you have that many, like it's impossible for somebody to find me online. Like let's say somebody finds me on Instagram. It is impossible for them to find me on Instagram and leave. Without ever seeing some kind of offer, they're going to see not only one offer, they're going to see multiple offers. No matter what they or where they find me, how they find me, how long they're on my profile, they will see an offer.
0: And I think, too, just thinking about this is that, um, you know, talking about selling where women have this, you know, harder time, it's like once you do get to a checkout, it's like a lot of times I see um, there's opportunities for like order bumps or something that would go really well with like an offer um, that they're already interested in. And it's like, well, no, I don't want to sell too much to them or they might only be coming in for this. And it's like, well, no, your audience, your client actually needs help with maybe this other thing too. So you're actually doing them a disservice by not adding in this, you know, say this little audio training or this little short course that actually might really complement that one thing that they're buying.
1: Yeah, I always always say that to people who are like, they're worried that it's selfish to be selling all the time. I always say like, not selling is actually selfish, in my personal opinion. It's like, the, because you have all of this information that you can help other people with, it can change their life if they knew this information that you know, and you've chosen to keep it to yourself. Like, yeah, that is selfish, right? Yeah. Like, and you're also not forcing anyone when you have an order bump, you're not saying, oh, and you also need this. You're saying there's also this, which, which could be really helpful with this other thing you were going to buy anyway. Do you want to add it? They can always say no. Yeah. You're not pulling yeah. teeth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: I love it. Um, okay. So I think that's the end of my questions. A lot of them were just, we went over a lot of them indirectly. So, love but it. I want to know more. Let's, can you share what you have upcoming in your world? Cause I know you always have a bag of offers to pull out and <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, where do I start? I mean, there's there, yeah, there's always so many different things all the time. There's, there's new stuff. Um, but then I also bring back, you know, some of the old gems, like next week we have crush it on social media starting, which is a program that I did, I think in 2018 or something. And I've done it a few times since then. Um, so that's coming up. Um, we have the, um, the club that started this week, which is my new, like low ticket membership for, um, all things business. So that's not coming up, but that just happened. Um, the wealth, uh, without limits program is coming up as well, which I'm super excited about. This one's all about fun. So if you want to have fun with money, like this is the program for you, but it's also a really activating program to allow you to step into limitless wealth.
0: Awesome. And what is your, I kind of know the answer of this from, I think, being in your world, but what is the number one selling program that you
1: have? 10, 10, 10 days. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 10, 10, 10 days is, hands down, has been a bestseller for so many years, so many years. Yeah,
0: and I've been in that, and I'm just thinking when you've mentioned the the wealth program, I'm like, there's another one that you have, I think that you said is your number one, and it was it was a blast just being in the group, and and like like you said, it's just this activation portal
1: yeah, it's 10k and 10 days is so fun. And I've toyed around with even changing the name because if you've been in there, you know, like people make well beyond 10k and 10 days very often in there. But the name is just, it's it's catchy, number one. But also it's like, it's just, it, it's history. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really the only program other than Crush It that I've brought forward from the early days in coaching. And they're both, they're both challenges. One is a social media challenge. One is a sales challenge.
0: I love it. And it's true. It does. It really does get you kind of out of your comfort zone into building those consistencies to make, you know, the visibility of the sales in your business that everyone wants.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're my favorite.
0: Love it. And where can everyone find you online?
1: I would recommend Instagram. I'm I'm pretty much in all the places, but Instagram is where I love to be the most, especially on stories, so it's just Cassie Howard Biz on Instagram and awesome. everywhere. That's my my username everywhere.
0: Yep. And I would definitely recommend subscribing to stories so you don't miss out on anything
1: stories and stories are where there's a ton of behind the scenes but also there's random things like offers and things like that that I drop that are only for stories it's my favorite yeah. place the stories although threads is really good now too I'm starting to really love the new threads social platform but I'm not 100 sure on it yet so definitely Instagram
0: I definitely feel like threads I, I was on it for a couple days and now I'm like mm. I don't know could I like sustain this I don't know
1: yeah exactly I think there's still some messing around that I've got to do with it to see if it it's going to be good for me anyway but I do see potential there I do see yeah. a lot of potential
0: I love it all right well thank you for joining us today I was so excited to ask you questions and have you on here
1: thank you for having me it was so much fun I love these I love like just the hot seat like rapid fire questions so it pleasure. was
0: definitely hot seat for sure i was like i'm I gonna know. ask for really good stuff i love it <laughs> well thanks so much
1: my pleasure thanks for having me
0: thank you bye now you reached the end of another great episode of the rebel femme podcast thank you so much for tuning in i hope you had as much fun as i did be sure to subscribe leave a review and come say hi on instagram at for the rebel femme see you again next week